Hey friends, I just wanted to do a quick, short, little introduction to this first podcast. I didn't even have to think twice about this being my very first one because it's very special and dear to me. I've mentioned before that my goal is to share about courageous, bold, inspirational women and their stories. And this one is truly so inspiring. These are stories that are gonna encourage you right now. This story is gonna encourage you right now in the space and the season of life you're in or someone you know that is in this space. That's why I chose this podcast with my lifelong dearest friend, Tammy Turner, who is soon to be a kidney transplant recipient and I am her kidney donor. So this is not a story about us. This is us sharing our journey to shed light on the fact that living kidney donors are so desperately needed. The one thing we did forget to mention in this podcast is that being an organ donor is an easy process. There is no financial burden on the donor and all your testing is funneled through the recipient's insurance. So if Tammy and I can help save a life by sharing our story for all the people on the waiting list for a kidney transplant, if we can just save one life, then we've been obedient to the doors God's been opening for us. And if one person wants to know more about Jesus because they saw how Jesus has been our rock and led us in our journey, then we've done what we set out to do by sharing our story. That's why I chose this to be my very first podcast. So let's go out, let's share stories, let's get inspired and boldly step out in our faith and take action on whatever purpose it is that God is calling you to. So just listen, learn, enjoy, and go sign up to be a living organ donor and change the ending to someone's story. And remember, don't let your age be your cage. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Today, I have such a special guest on the podcast, and I'm so honored she is going to be my very first guest, and I couldn't think of anyone else that I would want on here more. Um, I want you to meet Tammy Turner, who is a lifelong friend of mine. Uh, We've known each other since we were 15, and we are both now 58. Tammy is a wife, a mom, a daughter, a niece, a friend, and the thing I want to share with you about Tammy today is the journey um, that her and I are on. Tammy is a soon-to-be kidney transplant recipient, and I am Tammy's kidney donor. Uh, What I want you to know about Tammy is... um, that she exudes such joy. She's always laughing. She makes me laugh. Uh, She has an excitement and a zest for life. You would never know that Tammy has suffered with chronic kidney disease for years because she's never labeled herself that way. She's she's just a light to others that are around her. Uh, She's an elementary school teacher that every student wishes they could have. Um, she is the kind of person you want in her in your life. And um, so we're going to get started. I just wanted to give her a quick 
introdu introduction. So please help me welcome Tammy Turner. Hi, Tammy. Well, thank you so much. Hey, Carla, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here chatting with you. I know, so fun that it's our first uh, first podcast and you're my first guest. And so, you know, if we flub up and we do things wrong and whatever, it's okay because um, we we know that God is leading the way in whatever we say and do. That's right. And we can just laugh about it. Absolutely. Exactly. So, okay. The first thing I just want you to kind of share a little bit about yourself, tell everybody who you are, maybe a little bit, um, how we know each other, and um, then we'll get into the rest of our story. Okay, absolutely. Um, I am, I, like Carla said, I'm 58 years old. I'm a mother of two, a stepmom of five total. Um, I am married. I am a first grade school teacher. About 18 years ago, I was diagnosed with chronic kidney disease. I didn't know anything. I didn't feel sick. I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. Um, and over those 18 years, my, um, kid, my disease has kind of taken over my kidneys and it has progressed to the point where I was put on the national donor list um, in November. I was stage four. I am currently stage five, which means my kidneys work at about 15% or less on a daily basis. Um, it was uh, it was a shock it that, you know, when when that happened and I was um, it uh, I was surprised and sad and scared and um, and when I told my friends and family, so many people came forward to offer to donate, which to me was just, <laughs> it was, that was truly an amazing, amazing thing that God did for me. And I was just shocked at the amount of people that would come forward and do such a thing for, for me. Um, I've always said throughout this whole process and I'm probably getting off topic very quickly, but my, 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 my two strongest emotions that I've always had is guilt and the feeling of not being worthy. Um, the guilt that somebody, if I received a deceased donor, that somebody would have to die so that I may live, or if I received a living donor, that somebody would have to go through surgery and all the things that happen, you know, with that, so that I can continue living. And um, so the guilt was just overwhelming for me. It still is. It's not, it's not, it has not gone away. Um, and the feeling of not being worthy for that, um, for that gift is, uh, is something I struggle with every day. And I pray to God every day, please make me worthy, make me worthy to receive such a gift. Um, and, uh, you know, some days I feel worthy, some days I don't. But, um, you know, I think that's just being a, a child of Christ. And, and, and you know, I, I'm a sinner. And there's days where I feel that, you know, Jesus is sh shining upon me and, and, and all is right. And he knows that this is, that this is going to save my life and I'm going to go on and do great things. And, um, and then there's days where I doubt and I, and the guilt slips in, 
but um well and let's let's talk about that a little bit and, and even back up um just a little bit in all of that um in in learning of your kidney disease and the things going forward from the time you found out to now um tell me some of the things that uh, have been your limitations, uh, maybe some of your symptoms? Um, are you on uh, different medications? Kind of share what it all looks like up to today. Okay. So as I said, I'm at, I'm at about 15% um, kidney function. So I'm on a, a, a lot of medicines, um, everything from blood pressure to try to lower my potassium, to try to lower cholesterol, to um, just a barrage of medicines. I take about 12 pills a day um, throughout the day to try to keep my blood pressure down because high blood pressure is very, very bad on your kidneys. Um, and because I have chronic kidney disease, that is why I have the high blood pressure. Um, so I do take a lot of medicine. Um, the medicine causes a lot of things. I'm, 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 I'm weak. Um, high potassium causes muscle weakness. So I can, I, I get very winded very, very easily. Um, my muscle mass has just depleted so much. Um, you know, I, I don't have any, you know, and I, I walk every day and I, um, I lift, you know, I was lifting, you know, 15 pound weights and then I went to 10 and now I'm down to a three pound weight and that's really all I can lift um, because my muscle mass has just deteriorated so much with the high potassium. Um, uh, I just. Uh, what about your foods, so, your nutrition? Uh, like what have you, what have you had to give up in that? I, okay. Um, so when you, um, I, so I'm on a, I'm on a kidney diet, but I'm also on a high potassium diet and a, a high blood pressure diet and a high cholesterol diet. So I'm on all of these four different kinds of diets. So when you whittle it all down for, you know, what you can eat, um, I can eat pasta and rice. So that makes up a lot of my, um, my diet. Um, I can't have anything like uh, potatoes, tomatoes, um, avocado, bananas, the fruits and vegetables. I can't have dairy. I can't have nuts. I can't have peanut butter. Um, all the things that I, you know, that I can't have. The list is very, very long. Um, I can have green beans. I can have asparagus. Um, so we eat a lot of that. I can have corn. Um, I can have a little portions of meat, very, very small, about a two to three ounce little portion of meat um, with my meals. Um, I can have white bread. It's funny because I look at, at my um, at my diet and to me, my diet is everything you're not supposed to eat is what I'm allowed to eat. Um, you know, like pastas and breads, I'm, I'm you know, all of this all of these carbs are, are what are what are on my list and what I can eat. <laughs> well, Instead and you, of, you know, for me, that's painful to listen to because oh, I, as a, a health coach and just fitness and everything is, is my passion. Um, I hear that and I, but I get excited that for you, 
that you'll be able to incorporate a lot of that back in and how much your body just needs more protein. And there's, there's just so much missing from what oh. you're able to do now. And even just that is going to give you, um, you know, just so much more energy and vitality and strength and just all the things. Oh, 100%, 100%. Um, I do. I look at my diet and I think this is just the worst diet that, you know, anyone could be on. Um, but it yeah. truly is, is, you know, is, is, like I said, it, there's so many diets that I have to follow that I, you know, I'm like, okay, I can eat this on this diet. Oh, but I can't because of this diet. Yeah. So it really just limits the amount of food that I can take. And, th and then the, um, you know, like I can have berries, strawberries, blueberries, things like that, but I can only have them in certain amounts because you know, there's potassium and, and the right. potassium, you know, if, you know, you can't, you have to have everything in moderation. So it doesn't build up, you know, the potassium because potassium causes high potassium causes heart attacks. And like I said, and muscle weakness and irregular heartbeat. Um, so, you know, I, I do, I have to follow these diets so closely and be so very careful with everything I eat. Then with the medicine on top of it, it, um, it's, it's, it's not a fun way to live. That is, that is for sure. Yeah. You know, it's, well, sh um, share with everyone what your, your top few things would be that you just cannot wait to eat oh. and enjoy. And, um, I already know some of those, but go ahead and share them. <laughs> a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, um, is at the top of my list and I know that sounds crazy. I'm, you know, I, I think of the people in, you know, that are like, what's your top, you know, what's your favorite meal would be steak and stuff. Mine is a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on fresh bread. So excited for that. <laughs> um, um, I, you know, I haven't had potatoes in forever and I, and I know potatoes aren't great for you, but like a, a bite of a baked potato it is just sounds so delicious uh, to me or a, a, like a little bit of mashed potatoes. Oh my gosh, my <laughs> mouth starts to water. Um, avocados, I love, love, love avocados. I love guacamole. Um, I always laugh because avocado toast became so popular and I've never had avocado toast. Everybody's like, oh, so-and-so's got the best avocado toast and I've never had it because I can't. So like to have a piece of avocado toast is just, is on the top of my list as we, well. We are um, gonna have peanut butter, which is one of my <laughs> all-time favorites. And we're gonna have avocado toast, guacamole, whatever together. Cause those uh, are, I eat avocado all the time and absolutely love it. So when you receive my kidney, it's already gonna know how much that I love those and, and your body's gonna be going, let's go. Uh, I need that uh, now. Yes, um, well, I'm excited. Let's, let's talk about, um, um, the process a little bit of where okay. we've been since you got on the transplant list. Um, just share quickly kind of what that looks like as you applied and then I'll jump in and, and share my side too. Okay. So um, in November I went and I had all the blood work done and I had all the EKGs and the chest x-rays and, and the, the whole gamut of testing. It was all day down at the medical center. 
and I was formally put on the kidney tr the kidney transplant list so that I could receive a kidney from a deceased donor um, if one came up as a match to me. Uh, the people uh, that are waiting on a, on the kidney list, on the donation list, there's over 100,000 people waiting on the kidney do donation list. And some um, of those people never get beyond Never receive that. a kidney. Yeah. Never which is, ne yeah. It's just they, tragic. Mm -hmm. it, it, it truly is. Um, and yeah, they will never receive a kidney. Um, and so that, you know, they go on dialysis and, and eventually their, their body just fails them because dialysis is just so horrible and, and hard on it, on the human body. Um, so I, I, I got put on the list and I talked to my family and my family all, all, um, filled out the form to donate. It was like a little online form. Um, I talked to my group of girlfriends, a couple groups of girlfriends I have, and they also filled out the form. Um, the ones that were healthy enough to do so, which of course, one of them was you. Um, <laughs> and then I, I, and then your name, like I keep saying, your name just kept rising to the top. And, um, and you were getting phone calls and you were getting more information, you know, Hey, we need this from you. We need this from you. And, and then I'm going to let you go from there because then it became your show. It was no longer my show. It, it became your show. So yeah. you yeah. tell us in February, what happened with you? Well, so, I mean, like Timmy said, we all signed up because it's, it's when your your friend that you've known 40 plus years, you know, signs, lets you know that she's on a transplant list. Everybody went and signed up. I mean, she had she had several people. And when you go into it, is it you really think you're going to be chosen? No. I mean, I figured there's there's somebody out there. It's not me. And um, when I kept getting the calls and it kept going further and then when it was finally the they said the cross match of our blood because I, I went and did some blood testing here that was sent to Houston and they matched it with Tammy's. Then when they called and said, you know, it, that's a cross match. Now we want you to come to Houston and do um, more extensive testing. It was like, oh, wow, this is real. And, um, you know, that's when like it hit my family, you know, like mom's not just signing up for this. Uh, you know, my wife didn't just sign up and they picked someone else. It's moving forward. And so that's when it got a little more real and, you know, a little more fear set in um, for them. But for the most part, I just continually prayed and just prayed for open doors. And Lord, if I am not a match for Tammy, then move me out of the way and put that perfect match in her path. And but if it is me, then my hands are open to receive and I'll keep moving forward on this path you have me on. And the doors kept opening and we went to Houston. Tammy was with me the whole time during the um, testing and none of it is invasive or didn't hurt. Um, it, it's all just standard kind of testing, EKGs, chest x-ray, uh, pelvic x-ray, um, Goodness, in addition to labs, I mean, just so many tests. Uh, and once they, 
we finished that for a couple days. Then we waited on all the results from that too. And again, then I got the letter that I was a perfect match for Tammy, which was, which was incredible. And yeah. I did not tell Tammy right away. Um, I got the letter like on a Tuesday and her and her husband were coming to town that weekend and it was also her birthday. Uh, so I waited and um, I surprised her with that letter um, that weekend. And needless to say, it was a little emotional. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a little emotional, maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe um, a few tears were shed, probably. Yes. I, yes. yes. Um, but yeah, so since then, we've um, we just have continued on. And once they did that, it became time to set the surgery date, do some additional um, additional tests, and uh, then now we've got our date, June seventh, for our surgery, and. Things are moving forward continually. I'm not sure when this podcast will come out, but um, that's the journey we're on. And June 7th is our date. And Tammy and I both are just preparing ourselves and our bodies and our minds. And just, again, just letting God take the lead in all of this. Yes, 100%. God is, you know, I. it's, it's truly just, there's no other way to describe what is happening and explain what is happening um, other than God has, has led the way, you know, Um, my, my favorite thing that you said to me, Carlo was for your whole life, you've taken care of your body. You've, you know, exercised and you've, you know, been, you know, concerned about what you put inside your body and what you ate and, and you, you're just the picture of health And when you said to me, you know, I wasn't sure why I I was doing this, what, you know, what the purpose was. And now, and then you realized, (laughs) you know, God knew the purpose. God knew that you needed to be healthy so that, you know, so 40 years ago when these two knucklehead kids met and were friends that, you know, he put us together then and he kept you healthy these 40 years that you could share your kidney with me so that I could continue living. And, you know, I mean, that's that it's a miracle. It's God's miracle. Yeah. Well, I truly felt like he showed me in all of this and maybe not at the very beginning, but as we were going through the journey, it's like this light bulb went off that he, you know, he showed me that this is what I've been preparing you for. You know, this wasn't just so you could teach fitness or you could, you know, drive everyone crazy with all your health and nutrition info. (laughs) This was to prepare you so you could be in the absolute best health possible when you give a kidney to Tammy when you're 58 years old. And that's what I have truly believed. And that's what I've held on to. And I think that's why going forward, Tammy and I've talked about this a lot is that um, we do have a piece. We, we, we do have, um, you know, of course there's things that are going to pop up that concern us, but we have a piece over the whole process, the whole procedure, because we know we have put it 
in um, God's hands and we have not taken control or taken the wheel. We have just let him lead the way. And we have trusted in that and have even said, if bumps come up, if things happen, we are still going to know that it is for his good because that is what he is for. He is for our good um, and he is for us. And that's that's where I feel like both of us have stayed and it's kept us at peace. Yes. one. Yes. I, I feel like we're both very positive about it because we've given it to the Lord. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't worry. I don't worry about my surgery. I worry about your surgery. I don't worry about mine. Um, but I know that, that God is going, is, is going to watch over us. I know that, that, you know, he, he has prepared this path for us to take and he's going to, he's going to walk with us all the way down, all the way down the path. Yeah, and exactly. We, we both have just such a positive mindset about it. And I 100% attribute that to the fact that I've, we've given it to the Lord and we've yeah. just said, you know, lead us. And like you said, open the doors and, and, and walk with us through as, as this happens. And, and I don't feel as though he would ever lead us astray. Yeah. So, yeah. And even if anything arises and there are any issues or complications or bumps in the road, we both know that we're not alone in it. He already knew about it and that he will get us through that too. Um, yes. And so um, let me let me ask you about the things that you're looking forward to once you received my amazing, fabulous kidney. <laughs> and also what um, maybe just share briefly on um, your family and how this has been for your family and um what um what what it's all meant to them and what they're looking forward to well what i'm looking forward to is i'm just looking forward to the energy that my body will have i i know that i'm going to wake up and i'm going to feel better i i just my joints won't hurt um i you know my heart won't be racing in my chest all of the things that I feel now, just on a daily basis, the dizziness, the the weakness, um, I won't, you know, I just know that that'll be gone and I, and I won't feel that. Um, I'm looking forward to like taking a walk and not being winded. I'm looking forward to working out again. I'm looking forward to going to the gym and working out again, instead of now I go and I walk on the treadmill for about 10 minutes. That's about all I can. That's about all I can do without getting too winded. Um, so I'm just looking forward, you know, forward to that. Um, my my daughter got engaged, and I'm looking forward to dancing at her wedding. It's funny. So my husband and I dance all the time in the house. You know, we always have the music on, and a song will come on, and we'll come to the living room, and we'll both dance together. And I can only do it for a little bit. You know, um, he could probably dance for eight songs, and I can date. I can make it through about one song. That's about as far as I can go. And then I'm winded, and I I have to stop. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to feeling great at my daughter's wedding and dancing and 
and you know and and not being nervous that that I'll I'll pass out because a lot of times if there's a big activity my heart is racing um and I and I faint. I you know I I pass out. Um, so that's you know just the thought that how great would it be to not have to be concerned that I'm I'm not near a chair at my daughter's wedding in case I go down. Yeah. Um, you know that's a that's a you know it, it's a small thing, but it sure does um, sound good to me. Well, um, you, you know the beauty in that that I hear too. And for, first of all, it sounds like a dance party at Tammy's house is is in the works. That's going to be coming. I we've had those before last summer. We have had a ball. dance party at but my that, house. We that's have. a different story for a different day. Um, <laughs> but the beautiful part is kind of what we talked about a minute ago. It makes me think about is you're not saying, "Well, I hope I can do this," and "I hope I can do that," and "Boy, I hope I can dance again," or "I hope it's." I, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to, this is what I'm going to do. And I think it goes back to what we have talked about is your, don't put those limitations on yourself and you haven't, you are saying, I'm going to do this. I'm looking forward to this. This is what I'm going to do. And you and I have talked about it before where it's mindset and your brain begins to believe what you put in. And if you are constantly just telling yourself, oh, I don't know if I'm going to do that or, oh, boy, I sure hope I'm going to feel better. Um, And I think it's just so beautiful. And I think that um, it's just such a testament to people out there. And I hope that they hear that and realize whatever they're going through, too, that, um, you know, they, too, can come out on the other side of it, because I know our purpose in doing a lot of this is because if we can save just one life by sharing our story, um, if we can be a positive encouragement to just that one person out there struggling um, or that one person that comes to know Jesus Christ because of us, then, oh my goodness, his plans and purposes have been fulfilled. Amen. Amen. Um and you're absolutely right. I, um, I, I do. I believe that that positive mindset and, and trust in Jesus is, is truly what has gotten us through. And I, I, I'm not, I, I never, I, I don't think bad things. You know, I, I, I think of when I'm, when I'm healthy, this is what I'm going to do. Not if I'm help healthy, maybe I can do this. That that's a terrible way to think. Yeah, I, yeah. I, and I don't think that way. Or all the what ifs, because I know as they walked me through the process in the beginning, when I had to meet with social workers or whatever, or there would be people that asked me, "Well, what if this happens? What if that happens?" And I'm like, I could what if everything to death on this situation, just like you can in right. any situation. In any I'm situation. like, yeah, yes. but I'm like my God is bigger than that. And Uh I'm, I'm just going with that. I'm not going with the what ifs because what if could be a lot of things. Um, and we're not going down that path. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, so many people are afraid to die, but they're also afraid to live. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and, and I'm, I'm not afraid of either. I, I want to live. I want to, you know, and, and that's my plan. You know, yeah. I've got another yeah. 
30 plus years with that healthy kidney of yours. Um, 30 to 40 got, is what I'm getting. You've got more than that. On. You're getting yeah. my kidney. Um, I know. I'm counting you know, on and Tammy, Yeah, Tammy and I have also talked about afterwards, you know, we want to do some amazing adventures and, and do some things together, um, you know, afterwards that just uh, maybe something we wouldn't normally do. We don't know what that is yet, but um, yeah. it is something that we've talked about. Um, okay, as we start to wrap up, let's share quickly about um, and anything else that you think of that I haven't covered. Let's share about our support system, our our family, our friends, our Fab 50 friends, just all the people that have come around us and ways that they've helped us and ha ha what that's meant to us. Well, I think we have just an amazing an amazing community around us of family and friends. Um, we have a, a group of friends. Uh, we call them the Fab 50s. It's all the girls that we went to high school with, a big group of us. And um, they have <laughs> swarmed around us and have found the hotels down by the hospital and the meals that um, that they're going to bring us. And they're they're some of them are coming to the hospital to to be with us the night before to pray with us and and break bread with us and and pray over us and love on us and um, and just you know and our families. I mean, just the support from our families is 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 amazing to me you know uh, both of our husbands I feel have have taken this and as hard as it is you know I, I know for your husband you know it's it's difficult and and I can only imagine how difficult it is I, I can't well I can't I can't imagine how difficult it is for Sonny I, I really can't um he truly is you know, just a patient man of God that will uh, that will allow his wife to do such an extraordinary thing for a friend. You know, not for not for a child, not for you know, not for one of their children, but for for a friend that he is. You know, he's standing there with her and. And walking, walking with her, and holding her hand, and and um, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's it's he truly is. I know we talk about Carla, you know, being a hero, saving my life, but I I I, I feel like Sunny is too, you know. Yeah. No, they are. I know all our our all our families that surround us and are walking through this with us they are and they're they are having to go through their their own emotions and their own things as they walk through this too and it's requiring them to have an enormous amount of faith yes. um you know but at one point i just i remember my son telling me that um well it's it's your friend are you what else would you do in this situation you know and that's like wow you know that's right um and and that's what it is and uh our families have just been so supportive and such rocks and so have our friends yeah. and uh we've just been surrounded by people that just want to know what they can do and how they can help and it's been incredible and i mean tammy and i will never be able to thank everybody enough but they know our hearts and how much we love them and um 
I wanted to ask before we we um, finish this up is how can people um, go and donate? And before I even say that, let's let's talk about the difference in a deceased and a living donor, and then the need for living donors and how that can be more than just a kidney. Other ways that that you can help. And then just the, oh my gosh, I just think about the groups that I follow that just talk about the enormous blessing that it has been to them from donating and how their life has just changed after this. Um, and it just makes me think of all the people out there that are healthy, that could donate a kidney or whatever else it may be. So just share real quick the difference in a uh, deceased and living and then other ways people can donate. And then we will include um, websites and emails and phone numbers um, where they can get more information. Okay, absolutely. So a deceased donor, which is when you go on the national kidney donor list, that's what you're that's what you're on a list for. And um, somebody somewhere in the country will, um, you know, will be in a, a situation where their their family will donate their organs. Um, if you go on your driver's license, there is a, a in Texas. There's a little heart at the bottom that says you would that you're willing to be a donor, and I highly suggest that everyone do that. Um, just by being a donor on your driver's license, you could save five lives. Five, five lives can be saved from from you. And, you know, what a way to live on, what a legacy to live, you know, to give um, and to be remembered by. Um, a deceased donor, um, the kidney lasts anywhere from five to 10 years um, because it is not, you know, it's it's a match to you, but it's it doesn't go through the, the rigor that, uh, Carla and I have gone through to make sure that it is, you know, the perfect match. Um, and, uh, and because it is not coming straight from a living person into another living person, it's coming out of someone who is deceased. Um, it lasts about five to 10 years, which is a blessing. I mean, you know, imagine being on your deathbed and somebody giving you a gift of five more years. Um, a living donor is 20 plus years, 20 plus. We're so, shooting for 40, 50. Yes. And we're going, <laughs> I'm thinking 47 is, um, is about, you know, is about where we're, we're going to be at. There okay. you go. Um, but, uh, but I do, I, uh, I, I, it's just, it, it, you know, it's just such, um, such a difference from five, a five year, extend of life to a 20, 30, 40 year extend of life. Um, it's a lifetime, you know, well, it's a, and it's I, a lifetime. I, I don't want to miss the point that I think is so important is also, yes, if you can get five or 10 more years, that is a beautiful thing. But the, the other thing about the living donor is they perfectly match you you go through so much testing and you know it's amazing because I know things in my body I, I wouldn't have known before and so it's really incredible I initially told Tammy I was just in it for all the free tests um, <laughs> but I mean so if you think about that just how well you're matched 
with a deceased donor, you don't really know. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think right. that's an important point of why living donors are so necessary. Um, yes. And before we pass from that point, what are other ways that people could donate if they're like, I just can't do a kidney? Um, you know, I, I talked to my stepsister the other day and she told me she gives plasma. Um, you can donate blood there, you know, um, a portion of your I, liver, a portion of your liver, not your whole liver, just right. a piece of your liver can save somebody who is dying of liver disease. Just a portion of yours can save, can save a life. Um, there's just so much that as a person you can do to help another human being, mm -hmm. you know, help another human being that's, that is sick and, and dying and, you know, and just has no hope, yeah. no hope. Yeah. And, and there's, you know, and um, like I said, what a great legacy to, to leave yeah. that you, you, you saved a life, whether it be from donating blood or a kidney or a piece of your liver, or just being a donor on your driver's license. Yeah. You know, what, a, what a legacy that, that leaves. Exactly. Well, okay. So we're going to wrap up, but I want you to share, I keep saying, but I want you to share this. I want you to share that, <laughs> but I want you to share, um, when we were looking at dates, um, for the surgery, and my coordinator gave me, I believe it's four or five dates. I have it written in my journal. Yes. And the one date just kept sticking out at me. And I, I called you and tell me, tell me what that was like and what that, what is special about that date. Okay. So yeah. So Carla called me, you know, first off the, just the emotion that Carla was um, my donor and willing to be my donor. Um, and then she called me and she goes, so I've got a few dates that they gave me that they're open to do transplants. And she rattled off about four different dates. And one of the dates was June the 7th, which my mom passed away 25 years ago. I was 33 when she died. Um, June the 7th is my mom's birthday. So my sister, my daughter, and I, every year we celebrate my mom's birthday. We normally go to the beach because my mom loved the beach and we spend the day at the beach and we just, um, and we celebrate her because she was just such an amazing person and a, such a, an impact on my life. Um, so when Carla told me June 7th, and then she rattled off other dates that I didn't even hear, they never registered in my head because all I said was, June 7th. That's got to be the day. It's got to be the day because my mom, you know, that's my mom's birthday. And that is just the most special day to me. Um, and so I told her and I was very emotional. And I said, you know, I, Carla, it is totally up to you. What day works for you? What day is best for you and for your family? I said, but wow, June 7th, <laughs> you know, that's my mom's birthday. And then Carla, you know, she you thought about it and you were, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe July, this day might work better for, for family and, and travel and things that your family had going on, but you kept coming back to June the 7th. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to pressure you in any way because, you know, whatever is, was best for you was going to be best for me. But, um, when you, when you decided on June 7th, um, 
I, I just took it as another sign from, you know, yeah. from God. Yeah. Well, I fully let, believe and know that God led us to that date and he kept impressing it upon my heart. And it's just another little piece of this journey that he's made so beautiful. And, um, you know, I also knew Tammy's mom um, and she was just a feisty, just the, <laughs> she, she was the mom everyone wanted to hang around with and be with. And she was, she was such a gift to um, all of Tammy's friends. We, we loved her. And so to be able to do this on her birthday, and we know that she is going to be right there with us is just another piece of this that um, God has made so beautiful. And yeah. so, I mean, so June 7th is the day and um, Tammy and I are ready for it. We are looking forward to um, it happening. We're looking forward to getting beyond it. And um, Tammy with her renewed life, which is what I love to say, because I know she's going to have this fully renewed life beyond this. And then we are going to just have many adventures and um, exciting times ahead. And so I just want to, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I really am this time. And uh, (laughs) if you have any final quick things you want to say before I, I end it. Um, anything I missed? No, uh, I don't think you've missed anything. I, I, I I just say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, you know, I, I, when I went to my appointment the other day, the people that were in there were dialysis patients and they were the saddest, sickest group of people I had ever seen. Um, and my husband and I were both just in awe at how sick and 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 sad they were. Um, and to think that I don't have to get to that point. I don't have to be on ox, you know, carrying around an oxygen tank and on a walker and with a dialysis dialysis tube in my stomach all the time. And all of the things that, that those poor people had. Um, I just thank you from the bottom of my heart that you know, you've agreed to do this and I, I, I don't have to get to that point. I don't yeah. have to get that sick. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just thank you. And I'm thankful for that as your, your friend. And I don't would never want to see you go through that. And, you know, I can thank you and everyone in this journey too, because it has been a growing, learning, trusting experience for me that I'm never going to forget. And I know beyond this, I mean, just God's going to do so much more with it. And I'm just excited to see, uh, you know, where he's going to take us, both of us. And so um, with that said, uh, I will put things in the show notes for everybody as far as links and how to reach us. Oh, before I forget, we also have a private Facebook page called A Donor's Story, and we have an Instagram page. We do have a website, but we haven't done anything with it. So those are the two best places you can find uh, us and keep up with our, our journey. And I plan to continue those pages beyond the surgery date. And it's where we do updates and we do encouragements. And we'd love for you to join us there too. But um, we wrap up for now. Tammy, I love you. 
I um, love you. June 7th, here we come. And we would love to Our ask day. everyone out there to just be in prayers uh, for us. And um, that's it. That's all we have for you today. Thanks for joining us.